Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Jim White, and today myself, Danny Murphy and Dean Saunders came live from the Principality Stadium in Cardiff ahead of their Premier League dart season. We were joined by teenage dart sensation Luke the Newt Littler, world number one cool hand Luke Humphreys, and the Iceman Gerwin Price. We discussed whether or not Luton will stay up and did Brighton underestimate them last night. Plus, will Klopp's departure cause a player exodus at Liverpool as Virgil van Dijk backtracks on his recent comments about his future? This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. There was one standout result, a scoreline that we couldn't get our heads around. Luton battering Brighton by four goals to nil. And, of course, it begs the question this morning, was this the moment that we all sat up and thought, yeah, Luton are serious not only about uh, what they're going to do in the Premier League from this point onwards in the season, but about staying in the Premier League next season. The manager, Rob Edwards, said uh, a bunch of things afterwards, not least, hey, we're not going to get carried away by this. Just going to keep our heads down and keep trying to get as many points as we can, and that's all we can do. Um, we knew what kind of battle we were going to be in from the very beginning, so we're cool with it. We're all right. I, I genuinely don't believe that we're a bottom three team. I don't, and um, it's all right me saying it now. We've got to make sure we back it up over the next 17, 18 games, whatever we've got left. So we'll keep doing what we're doing. We've got a bit full tilt every day in training, every every time we take the, the, the field in a game, um, and we'll give ourselves a chance. Danny, I've been to Luton a few times in, in recent weeks. Mm. I would love them to stay up. Uh, if they can do it, I'd be delighted for them. But, I mean, left to their own devices, as they showed last night, they've got a few of the doubters now probably on side this morning. What do you think? What are the chances? I, I, I think a lot of the doubters got on side earlier than last night. I've seen their performances against Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, winning twice at Everton, one in the cup, one in the league. You know, they... They're well-organised, they're game, they're hungry, they're really tenacious, they're well-organised and they've got some quality. I mean, Barkley is looking like the player of old. He's running things in the middle of the park. They've got a threat down the sides. They've got goals in Adebayo. Um, credit, credit to them because I gave them no chance. Mm. You know, about a month ago, I realised that you know, you shouldn't doubt people without watching them and giving them a chance to adapt. Yeah, but you weren't the only one. I mean, there were exactly. people like that. But the one thing it showed last night 
when you go to Luton, you've got to be at it and you've got to be ready. Because Brighton went there and went, they played beautifully against Sheffield United, played them off the park, could have scored 10. They've turned up at Luton and done the classic. And we've all done it. Well, you turn up somewhere and you think, we've just got to turn up. And the, the first goal after, what, 20, 30 seconds, <laughs> pop, pop, pop. They play out, they play out. They get robbed, they get the ball stolen, 1-0 down. And that's, that's the mentality difference of the top teams and top players. But credit to Luton because they went after them. They went up early and they didn't stop. They were mm. relentless. Yeah. And it's causing a problem for those up above, up above them, like teams like Everton, um, Palace. Who else is just above the table here? You've got Forest, Brentford, Palace above them. Yeah. Because some of them would have been thinking those three relegated sides, uh, sorry, promoted sides, would be relegated. Yes, yeah. So there's pressure on the other teams now because of Luton's success. Well, I like the way they went about it last night, though, Dean. Scored in the first minute, scored in the third minute. It was done by half-time. Yeah, I had him down for relegation as well. So Rob Edwards, for me, he's turning into a really intelligent, brilliant manager. I mean, he's got the balance right between hitting it direct, which got him out of the league below and playing football so he's, ha- he's added some players he's got mm. a striker who scores and when you go to Luton or if you play against them they make you defend they don't pass it sideways across the back all afternoon and try and play through Yeah, they get it on top of you as well and make you defend and when you've got somebody like Adebayo who can get goals, you've got a chance, haven't you? Oh, he's terrific. I mean, I, I, he stole the show against Manchester City the day I was there, although they lost the game. Um, but he, he was magnificent. I mean, does it, does it, how much confidence does a, a result like that give the boys at Luton, Danny? This morning, is there chat like, come on, we can do this? I think psychologically, when you move out of the bottom three, it's a really good feeling. It happened to me one season when we were down there with Fulham, and when you got out of it, temporarily it does give you a sense of belief but I don't think they're, they're, they're a group who they don't seem to have the mentality of uh, ego or, or mentality of we've made it or we're better than we are they don't look like that type of group Yeah, the manager will make sure that doesn't happen anyway I think they'll be consistently in games from now till the end of the season now if that's in we don't know whether they stay up or not we'll have to wait and see but they're not going to go out without a fight this lot. You, you almost sound to me as if both of you have changed your minds about Luton. Well, saying that, yeah. you know, they've, they've won five games out of 21, which is, when you look at it like that, it don't look great. Well, I never gave them a chance. Now I give them a hell of a chance. They've got to but win I, another five. But I still, I still don't know for sure whether they'll have enough because the other teams around them have got capabilities as well. I don't mean the two, bottom two are gone. But with Everton, we don't know what's happening mm-hmm. with the appeal on the points. We yeah. don't know what's happening with the new charges, etc. But Luton have given themselves, with this win, and jumping out of that bottom three, a real boost moving into the next few games. Five yeah. more wins they need. Gets them 34 points. Five, so they've got, they've got five in the bag. So they, Dino now knows the points total. Well, it's going to be roughly up. around that part, Dan, isn't it? You win 10 games, draw a few. I that should keep you up. So the secret of is, I was at Bradford when we, we had no chance of staying up. The secret is, in the, if you're only winning 10 games, you've got quite a few losses. Mm. It's getting up on Monday morning, coming in for training and not leaving that disappointment in your body. You've got to get ready for the next one because you know you're going to get a slap in the face. Well, you normally left your disappointment in the pub, didn't you? Which one? <laughs> 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 well, I mean, they won well last night. Newcastle won well last night. And now Luton have got to go to Newcastle. Talk about that in a second. Roberto De Zerbe at Brighton. You were telling us, Luton no further than uh, Liverpool for him. I did, I did not say that. Said, yes, you did. No, I didn't. Simon Jordan was sitting to my right. You were sitting there. This was back in the studio in London. And you said, De Zerbe 
could well end up at Liverpool one day. Could well end up at Liverpool one well, day. Well, if I so, said if I said one day he could end up there, that means he's doing his job well, which he was at the time. Yeah. Well, one but day now, I'll... now Klopp said he's going to leave. Yeah. If, I, if you said does Irby come through the door now, I'd say no. Look what happened last night. From the kickoff, what you're on about, exactly what you're on about. They've turned up at Luton thinking they're going to pass it out from the back. Yeah, but that's not the manager's And they fault, went bang, it? bang. No, they were 2-0 down within no I know, time. But that, 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 to me, that's players' problem. That's the players' fault. Because there's no way I'd try and play out Luton in the first minute. I don't care who would beat the game before. Well, i got to disagree with you there. Because if I'm managing a football team, and it's been happening for 100 years, in the first five minutes of the game, you do not roll the ball in the six-yard box to your centre-halves. That's what I'm saying to you. What? I wouldn't. What you'd, you'd say, play out. You'd I'm say, play out deser- right from the kickoff. No, I wouldn't. I'd go so, long. So, it's not Deserby's fault. So you don't think Just because he them. demands them to play a certain way, a, a, a proper footballer who's got a bit about him makes decisions on the pitch irrelevant of what the manager's told him to do to manage the game. You yeah. sent her off. In spite of what the manager says, if in the early stages of the game, I want you to do this and this. I'm telling you now, if I'm away at Luton and I know, what, I know what's coming, mm. I don't care what the manager told me going out, I'll nod my head. But when the ball comes to me from the kickoff, it's going long. So you think Full the manager stop. has told them last night, told the goalkeeper, whatever you do, don't roll it out in the first five minutes. Do not roll the well, ball to centre-backs. Because that's what he's done. They're like, they, they, they've got caught on the ball in the first, five mi- first minute. So yeah. are you blaming the manager for that? Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, we're deep, we can agree to disagree. I think <laughs> players have a responsibility. You get, given a foul, you get given a platform from a manager in a style. You have to adapt that when you think it's going to be detrimental to your team. Do you know what it's called? The best players make good decisions all the time. But it's called football snobbery. You refuse to hit a long ball. When it's right, in the Fine. first minute of a game, Fine, but you have to. But Football, that, football's I agree with you. Call it what you like. But what I'm saying to you is, the manager can be blamed for lots of things. But in the first minute of a game, you dribbling out from the back away at Luton is on the player. Now, as a manager, you should be saying to them, don't even think about playing out. Yeah, you could say that. That's maybe his I don't think yes. Mm. That's my well, point. Have, yeah, well. But Danny, no matter what, this is a bump in the road that nobody saw coming. Uh, for They've been on a great run, Brian, to be fair. But it's a bump in the road for Deserbi as well, isn't yeah. it? A lot of people will be sitting back this morning thinking, Deserbi, Deserbi, yep, I like a lot of what he's done, but how can they come away from Kenilworth Road losing like that last night? Well, you get the odd and game. And surely a lot of it's on him. You get the odd game where you just don't, you're, you're not at it and you're climbing a mountain after poor start. Over the season and the time he's been there, the team's progression has been really good. They play really nice style of football. They win a lot of football matches and they're now fighting on different fronts, which they've never done. Mm, they're, sure. in, they're in a European campaign and they are trying to manage the amount of games they're playing while keeping a level of performance. True. And occasionally it's going to do that. Yeah, But just to be clear, does that be for Liverpool or not for Liverpool? No, not yet. Not yet. Maybe somewhere down the line. All right. Is that a change of mind? You can a little see bit, it? yeah. Slightly. Okay. Yeah, if I but said it, if I said it but I haven't heard the evidence. Uh, to be, don't get me wrong. I think Man City and Brighton are the best at playing, who do play out from the back and play through the, the, the thirds. And they get, you know, they, they, it's well planned. I think but Arsenal, there's a time Arsenal and a place. Good. There's a time and a place for doing it. Yeah. If you're winning with five minutes to go, don't do it. And if at the start of games, don't do it. But he's done lots of good things at Brighton, and Brighton are doing great as a club. Yeah. 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. And of course, every Liverpool game has this added significance now, whether Jurgen Klopp likes it or not, in the knowledge that Klopp himself is parting company with Liverpool come at the end of the season. And it was just the other day when eyebrows were raised uh, all over the place with some of the comments that Virgil van Dijk uh, made 
off the back of the news about Klopp, not least when he said, so the club has a big job in its hands. And I'm very curious as to what the, the direction will be that the club goes in. Um, since those quotes, uh, the same Virgil van Dijk has somewhat rode back a bit on what he initially said. And this was him speaking to the Men in Blazers podcast. It's much taken out of context. To be 100% clear, I'm fully committed to the club. I love the club. I love the fans. It is fully taken out of context. It's not about I, it's about us and nothing has changed. Five days ago, we weren't even speaking about my contract. So it's silly. But, you know, my full focus is on making sure this year could be a very special year. And obviously, big announcement, obviously, the last couple of days. It's been a shock to each one of us connected to the club. I feel exactly what the fans have been feeling in that exact moment. And we mean business here, you know, we, we want to crack on. We want to achieve things that we dreamed of in the start of the season. And don't get it twisted. I'm fully committed to the club and I love it. And I love each and every say I'm the captain and we're going to go for it all. And let's see uh, how that goes. That was Virgil van Dijk. But Danny, I think you were a bit critical of him at the time with, with some of the words that he chose first time around. Um, and I, I still think that was the key line. So the club has a big job in its hands and I'm very curious which direction mm. that will go in. Mm. And now he's saying my comments were taken out of context. Yeah, I, in some ways, it's always a difficult one because we, we, we talk about wanting honesty from players and just, you know, don't lie, don't say something and then do something different. Mm. So in some respects, he was... I think his first statement, although I don't agree, it sh I don't think he should have said anything at this time. I, I think it was him being honest because he probably does want to see who's going to get the job and how, to, and how the contract talks are going to of go. Of course, yeah. Um, ideal world, you want him saying, I want to be here forever. This is my club. It doesn't matter who's coming in, I'm going to be here. That's what you want. Mm. But the truth isn't that. And when he's just, look, it's good that he said he's fully committed. And he loves the club and he loves the fans, right? Fine, that's what you want to hear. But he still didn't say, and I will be sorting out the new and day. No matter and what, you, no I'll matter be there. what, I'll be yeah, there. Exactly, so, yeah. So he's doing, yeah. he's doing it. You, you, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't sometimes as a player. He's the captain of Liverpool Football Club. I think it would have been wise for him to keep stumped for a bit and, and not be put in front of the press or go on podcasts. Because Jürgen's just announced he's leaving. The fans are dealing with that. There's going to be loads of speculation about who's coming in. and You could argue someone needs to represent the players and speak, but yeah, I, I think I, the timing of it for me, I, I, although we might be being honest, I think the timing of it was wrong and he should have just thought about I'm not doing it. I'm not you about see, it. I agree with Danny on that wholeheartedly, Dean, because, and others will say, oh, you know, they put a media spin in it. The media put their own spin in it um, with what Van Dyke said. Well, it's but, what he didn't I mean, say. It's what he didn't say. Basically, what he did say was, Klopp is going, I wonder what's going to happen now. That's basically, you know, basically, that's what he was saying. Well, I'm not going to criticise Jurgen Klopp because you can't. He's just a brilliant manager. No, but when, I, when I found out, <laughs> when I, the news come out that he'd resigned, I, my first reaction was, why have you, why have you announced that now? Mm. When, the, when you're going for four trophies and top of the league. And this is the aftermath of Jurgen Klopp resigning mid-season. This isn't the first, like Van Dyke has to say something. There'll be other interviews. There's speculation now going on who's going to be the manager mm. and it'll be non-stop which players are leaving. And I don't know what his reasons, Jürgen's reasons for leaving. Well, it could be a number of things, but he felt like he had to announce it right now. But mm. then you are going to get, is Van Dyke leaving? Is Salah leaving? Is Alisson going to leave? Um, did he know? 
that they were leaving. Is that why he's resigned? Uh, as, uh, is he, he's has not he got, resigned. Well, what has he done then? He's still a manager. Oh, he's still no, a manager. manager. He said he's going to leave at the end of the he's season. He's going to leave at the end of the season. They, they've known about it since November, Dean. And, and, and then they've managed to keep it in-house. How they've managed that is anyone's guess. Mm. But now we know, and the world knows, that he's going at the end of the season, as announced by him at quarter to 11 or whenever it was last Friday. So there's always going to be a reaction of sorts. Obviously, their action was huge. But within the club itself, the one reaction that did raise an eyebrow or two, and now he's put it into context, and we get that now, that he wants to be a part of the scene. Of course he does, Virgil. And he's going to do his bit. Of course he will. But what Danny says, I'm in, I'm in total agreement well, what, with. What he hasn't done, yes, he loves the fans. He does, and they love him because he's a god. He's, he's an amazing footballer. And what he's done for the club, tremendous. Yeah. And he's got every right if he wants another challenge, by the way. You know, not everyone's like me who loves Liverpool and wants to stay there the whole career. And it wasn't my choice. He's got choices, maybe. Maybe he wants to go and do a couple of years at Real Madrid. Whoever, I don't know, whatever. But I think at that time, when you're asked the question, or sorry, when, you're, when Jürgen's left and then you're doing an interview about, and you know it's going to come up. Yeah. Don't put more doubt in the fan's head. Obviously, don't lie. If you don't want to say, I'm definitely going to stay and sign a new deal because you don't know, and he might not know yet. I don't expect him to lie either. But he could have avoided... He could have said nothing. He could have well, like, like just said, said to the media people, I'm not doing an interview about me and no. my contract now. This is about... Jürgen's just said he's leaving. Yeah. So, so where are Chelsea and all of this then tonight? They go there tonight. But obviously, the constant conversation, whether Jürgen likes it or not, is that the face of Liverpool, in, in, in the face of Jürgen Klopp, is changing sometime soon. And it is soon. We're almost into February. So Chelsea go there tonight, Dean, and conversations abound about Klopp. Is it nonetheless an opportunity to go in there and try and steal something from Anfield tonight? Well, they'll try, but I just think Liverpool are too athletic. Um, they work harder than every other team including Man City, they sprint. Harvey Elliott's an example of closing down and meaning it. Nunez closes down and means it. They actually, they all, do. They actually all of them, Slobosly, Gravenberch, they all press and they mean it. And they've got two quick centre-backs on the halfway line. So they, they pin you in your own half. And even if they don't play well themselves, they can stop you playing well by just being physically stronger, quicker, and more determined. The thing, the thing is, I don't see Liverpool. There was a talk when Jurgen, for whatever reasons, come out and said he's going. I don't think some people said about it maybe affect the players. I don't see that at all. It can only go one way for me. Look, Liverpool, Jurgen's teams are always intense, as you just described. I don't think this news. Why would you take your foot off the gas as a player when you're playing for one of the biggest clubs in Europe? And you're also pushing for four trophies. I get that, Danny, but it's a conversation none of them expected to have. No, I get that. But in terms of your physical output in the game and trying to win games, your, your, your levels are still going to be up here because you're not now only playing for a new manager. You're also playing to play in the big games coming up at the end of the season under Jürgen because the competition for places is amazing at the moment at Liverpool. Do you not think the, the new players he's brought in will be thinking, why didn't you tell me you were going to leave? Well, be, yeah, maybe a little bit. But no, that still wouldn't I'm stop gutted. you giving it all, would it? No, but you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? Well, if your manager playing, bring you in. You're still playing for one of the biggest clubs yeah, in but Europe. Be, but you subconsciously, you still well, which, be disappointed. Which, which player, it's a good point, but which player coming in are you talking about that would have had better options than Liverpool? But, because they but, keep finding diamonds in the rough. Yeah, I know, but uh, if he signed me, if he signed me, I'd be gutted if he was leaving. You might be gutted, but you're still at one of the best clubs in Europe. Yeah, but... So, Life's but what I mean good, is, human, human nature... I, I get where Dean's coming from. Human nature, without subconsciously... 
you know, you, like Brighton yeah. went to Luton well, last night subconsciously, thought they were going to win. It's a really interesting yeah. point because I know for it's a fact... It's undeniable. I Alexis know, McAllister went there because yeah, of Klopp and I, Liverpool, admittedly. But now Klopp's going. Well, this is the thing. I know that Van Dijk, when he was out... When, when Van Dijk signed for Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City and Chelsea wanted him. And he, he, he chose Liverpool mainly because of Klopp. Yes, right. but Klopp was the, the turning point, the difference. Yeah. But how many players these days, Dino, do you think, when you look at the amount of Ch- Chelsea players who signed there when they didn't even have a manager because of that, because they're getting eight-year contracts and the agent's saying it's a great club and a good deal. A how many players these days are really that bothered who the manager is? They're sure. getting weighed in. Well, a lot of the Chelsea players aren't. A lot of the Man United players aren't. But well, I think Liverpool, then. Liverpool, you can see Jurgen Klopp in every one of them. Yeah, but, yeah. They're okay, playing so, for him. So, they're playing for him. So it, it's still... It's still a factor who the manager is, but it's not as big a deal anymore. Yeah, so, yeah. Alexi McAllister, although Jurgen Klopp would have charmed him, Alexi McAllister's at Liverpool. You know, he's at one of the best clubs in Europe. Now, if Xavier Alonso comes in, whoever else comes in, he's still at one of the best clubs in Europe Got with it. another guy yeah. he might have a brilliant relationship with. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Sells himself on double eight, just to the north of it. But Pinty with the second dart. We have a new world champion, a new name on the Superdell Trophy, and that name is Luke Humphreys of Newbury. He's beaten the teenage prodigy Luke Littler by seven sets to four. The world number one now becomes the world champion. What a moment that was. That was Ian Danter, of course, uh, describing the scene when cool hand Luke, Luke Humphreys, won uh, the World Darts Championship final. And, of course, the man he beat was Luke the Nuke Littler, the teenage darts sensation who really has exploded onto the scene. And, of course, it all starts here in Cardiff uh, tomorrow night. The Premier League darts season gets underway, and thereafter Cardiff all around the country. Luke Littler joins uh, Dean Saunders, Danny Murphy and myself live on TalkSport, live on YouTube and Facebook this lunchtime. And very soon we're going to be joined by Luke Humphreys as well, who is here at the Principality Stadium uh, 
and is on his way to our purpose-built studio here overlooking this wonderful, wonderful stadium. Uh, Luke Littler, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Uh, you're as cool as you come, mate. You just walked <laughs> up there. How are you doing? Yeah, fine. Um, you, you sit down and I said, you're looking forward to the event that's ahead? Yeah, fine. No problem. Nothing's a problem. We love the way you're taking all this in your stride. Are you truly taking it in your stride, Luke? It's just it's what I do and it's what I've done for the past how many years I've been playing competitions is just get on with what's next. But everything else that goes with it, though. I mean, it's, it's a huge circus now around the world of darts, isn't it? I've just got to get on with whatever's, whatever comes my way. Are you enjoying did, did it? You, did, can I just ask him? Because did you ever get any help along the? Because you did. You can't know for sure how you're going to quickly become famous or exactly when. But when we started playing years ago, we got no help. And when you got put in front of a camera, you just had to do. It. Have you had to just mm. learn on the job, or did um, you have a bit of just before? Well, in lockdown, we were playing online competitions. Like it was live on Facebook, we'd get like a few hundred views. But then after the game, you'd had a you'd have an interview. So I was about. 12.13 at the time, so I was doing interviews online. Ah, okay. So it gave you practice. That's helped me. What about the big moment, though, standing up there? I mean, did you think for a moment that you would go all the way to the final to face Luke Humphreys? Did you think for a no. moment you would go that deep in the tournament? No, I just wanted to win a game still. No one, no one believes that. I just wanted to win one game, and then I just one more, one more attention. Got even madder, and then I'm in the final. But as you progressed in the tournament, Luke, did your attitude change? Did, did, you, did you become more and more nervous or did you just manage to stay with that same emotional equilibrium? I think the more games I won, the more settled I was, like waking up. Cause I woke up on when I played my first game and was like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> I'm actually going to be playing on that stage. But then as soon as I got on the stage, I'm fine. But at each game I was winning, I was just settling myself even more. I mean, you seemed to grow and grow into the tournament as it, as it went. Nothing seemed to phase you. Everyone was saying what would happen if I went one set down, and that's what happened in the final. And then I obviously come back off after the break and won the next set. But every game I was just, I think I won. I think I only lost about four, four or five sets before the final and then lost the final. So it was, I was just always keeping that set gap in the first, whatever, how many rounds I was playing in. How, how old were you when you started? And did like, did you have a coach who actually showed you how to hold it and your technique, and did, or did you just naturally? I was like, knew what you were doing. I was one and a half. One and a half on a magnetic board, and then I started playing on a proper board, but like at a lower height, not the proper height. I think I was about four, three or four, and then a few years later, I was playing proper darts. So I'd say about nine, ten years. And you had a coach then, probably, did you? Showing throwing them house. Do you know what's really interesting? We've been talking about this when we were practicing before, but you know the the technique, you ju just completely natural, yeah? That's what you're saying. So from when you're young, you've not changed it. You've just continued with how it's natural. Mm. Amazing. That's amazing. There's a, another proper Welshman just walked in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're loving this. Luke Humphreys is on his way to the studio. But as we're in the Principality here in Cardiff, it could only be Garwin Price who joins us live. Proud Welshman, of course. And we're delighted to have you. Garwin, great to, to speak to you. Thanks so much for joining Danny Murphy, Dean Saunders, boy, myself, boy, Jim yeah, White. Good. Before we talk to you about you, what do you make of what this lad to your right has done? Rubbish. 
<laughs> Solly Cousin beaten the past two times. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I think it's brilliant. Like, and I, you can see with the other players that, yeah, they don't like him about, but I, I love him. I think he's he's great for darts. And I mean, how many people are watching? Now? So many people are, uh, are interested in the sport and fair play to him. Yeah, but I will beat him soon. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you, when you came on the scene, um, his story is a heck of a lot different to yours, Gavin. You, you wanted to get in the limelight. You wanted to push to be number one. This boy's done it after waking up that same morning. I mean, it's incredible what he's got to in such a short space of time, is it not? Yeah, um, I mean, everybody knew about Luke, obviously on the, the Modus uh, series and, and winning that and doing well in, in the youth and the development tour. So we, we sort of knew about him, but didn't know how well he was going to do when he, he came into the PDC. And yeah, he's grabbed it with both hands. And you know, to get to a World Championship final on your first goal, um, I thought he was going to win. I, I, I really did. I think that if that double two goes in and he goes five two sets up, then it's, it's, a, it's a different story. But yeah, it, it's brilliant for darts. And I, I wish him all the well. But I hope he plays rubbish against me next time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you, when, you, when you go up against the likes of Luke, because he is such a phenomenal story and there's such attention on him, do you honestly think, I'm going to have to play at my very best, raise my game even to better him? Yeah, I mean, you, you play like that against everyone, but uh, with the form that Luke's in as well, and the added pressure, you know, it, it was a bit, it's a bit like when Fallon Sherrick came around as well. It's just that added pressure where you, you really want to perform and, and try and get a win, but, you know, it's those added pressures you have to deal with, and uh, I don't think I've done that in the last twice. I haven't played really well, but, yeah, maybe the next time I play him, I'll bring my A game, and then it'll be 2-1. And obviously, you can't tackle in darts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want so. to <laughs> so I'm just trying to think. Until uh, now. Well, Martin Keown, who sits and does this show with us, I played against Martin Keown, and I used to try and talk him off. And he just just looked through you as if you hadn't said anything. And I think Luke's a bit like that. He's unbanterable. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can see it. Like some, I, I, I'm not just saying this, but he keeps himself to his side pretty much like... I think he, he plays on his phone when, when he's uh, in the practice room, maybe on some sort of FIFA game, or I know he does when he's in the house, and I'm pretty similar. I'll just be, I'll keep myself to myself, play on a soccer game. I do, uh, like, engage in a little bit of banter, but I haven't seen that much with Luke yet, but he's, he's, he's only, you know, just joined the tour, but I think he's doing everything right at the minute, keeping himself to himself and just, just proving points on the dartboard. So you can't talk him off? I don't think so. Maybe in time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you see what's happened with darts now, Gerwin, this fella's final against Humphreys, uh, the most watched non-football event in Sky Sports history. Incredible, isn't it? It's incredible, Danny, isn't it? Mm. I mean, where has your sport got to now, Gerwin? Well, it, as I said, you know, he's brought more eyes onto this sport than, than ever before. It's, it's a great story and, you know... I, he's up to over a million followers on Instagram, which yeah, I'm a little bit up. jealous about that. <laughs> but no, fair play to him. He's bringing all new eyes from different directions, and you know the sport's only going to get better and better. And yeah, it's it's a privilege to be part of it. It's amazing. Uh, listen, are you going to set a driving test? You're no, 17. If you get time off. <laughs> if you get if you get time off. Why don't you get a big Rolls Royce like Rashford? Eight hundred grand, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Just bruise around the I, north of England. I get somebody to drive it for you. That's that's maybe an idea. Your one hundred percent essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Danny, Danny, Danny Murphy. Twenty. Double ten. 
for England against Wales here on Talk Sport. It's single ten, double five, next to the double top at the top of the board. Very close with that second. Oh, Games on the second leg. And honours even at the Luke end of it all. Danny Murphy. Honours even at the end of it all, Jim White. England equalise. We have to leave it there at one leg apiece. Yeah, Ian Danta, that was nothing short of uh, sensational. <laughs> I'm, I'm only joined here yeah. in the sidelines by world number one, uh, Luke Humphreys. Luke, thanks so much for, for, for joining us. Um, how would you describe... Messrs. Murphy and Saunders, in terms of darts players, um, will, will they ever get anywhere in this sport? Uh, they weren't scaring me, but I'll tell you what, I thought Dan was really good. I thought a couple of good trebles. I saw the end. Yeah, I didn't see the start, but yeah, they're both really good. I thought they both had decent throws as well. It's always important to have a good throw, uh, and they both had it. So. Joe, well, we were just talking quickly uh, to Luke and, and to Michael as well about the, the technique of darts, yeah. whether it just... Do it naturally. If anyone's listening at home who's just started, you know, d is it just as you feel, or is there a, a technical aspect? Do you think? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. You have to have that, you know, that steady, smooth throw. Well, some, there's certain players that are a bit jerky. Dave Chisnell, for instance, yeah. you wouldn't teach that to someone. But I think sort of mine and Luke's throw is very rhythm rhythmical. It's uh, you know very fast, and it, I feel like if you're quicker, you get in that rhythm. It allows you to be at a high level. Mm. Uh, but that follow-through is important. That you know, a lot of people sort of stab at it, whereas it's important to let your arm go through. And I think that's what um, you know takes you to that ne next uh, level. And of course, look, the Premier League dark season gets underway here in Cardiff tomorrow night. You're looking forward again to going up against this lad, Luke Littler, <laughs> looking <laughs> at you, looking daggers at you right What's now. What's the score look so at far? That. You two, one one, one one. That's not. I beat you when you were. 13, 12, 13. <laughs> <laughs> two one. Yeah, so you're ready for him, Luke? Yep. Yeah. And what about you, Luke Humphreys? How, how do you feel about this guy? Yeah, he's, uh, he's a good player. He's not too bad, is he? So <laughs> I said in the many interviews, that over the next 20 years, I'm going to be playing him a lot. I'll probably see him more than I get, see my girlfriend. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Sit, you know, it's going it's to be fun for us. I think, you know, we both respect each other a lot, don't we? we, we I've known him for many, many years. I've known how good he is for a long time. And, uh, you know, he's, a, he's got a special talent. He's, he's probably only going to get better. So it's important for all us players to get better and, and, and match him. Uh, but like I said, we're going to play each other many, many times over the next... Well, unlike the years. damage that uh, Murphy and Saunders have just inflicted on your sport, Luke <laughs> and Luke, um, uh, you guys have, have done wonders for the sport of darts. We're amazed by your progress. Keep it going, Luke Littler. You're, you're an absolute phenomenon. And Luke, well done in coming through and winning the big, big prize. You're the champ. You're the guy to be shot at. And no doubt you'll be aware that big challenges lie ahead. Thank you so much for being with us uh, today. Danger. Flammable exchanges ahead. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from. We're back tomorrow to bring you the best of the show. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.